0: episode 79 of the shock shock Knicks podcast on the posting and toasting podcast network sean saint Jacques back here with you for another week of nixon nba talk happy bleeping new year to all you guys out there all you guys and gals and everyone that listens to the podcast all your families everybody out there um you guys have already taken in the sweet bliss of 2021 I'm recording this podcast on New Year's Eve as I'm talking at the moment there's still about eight hours to go until 2020 is over um, I'm gonna be you know spending the rest of my evening um, you know watching a little bit of basketball watching the Knicks uh, and then watching some college hoops and then ringing in the new year probably with a uh, an alcoholic beverage most likely probably like many of you not too much though obviously do it in moderation. <laughs> um as always but i just wanted to uh, you know give you guys a little bit of the lowdown here didn't i was going to record this yesterday on the wednesday didn't get a chance to do it so i'm doing it early on in new year's eve to get it done um i don't want to you know uh i didn't want to wait till the end you know i'm going to be spending some time with family you know i I was thinking about doing it after the next game but at that point we're going to be deep into you know spending time with family most likely so it's you know, not the best timing, so I won't be able to comment on the Toronto Raptors game later on tonight. You guys will know the result of that game, but we're sitting here, and the Knicks are 2-2 two and two on the season. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the NBA standings and, and where everyone stands so far. Anybody, you know, any, any notable, uh, you know, things in the early stretches. Most teams have played about four or five games, so we'll, you know, we'll dive into the early season storylines a little bit and things of that nature. Um, hopefully you guys are all doing well. This has been a really, really insane, crazy, tough year for everybody. I don't think anybody can say that 2020, uh, they were able to get out of it unscathed. It's been a really tough year for everybody. And I, I hope that you guys are, are in as positive of a mind frame as you can be going into 2021. I know it's difficult. you know, just the last couple of weeks for me, even during the holidays personally have been difficult from a mental standpoint. It's, it's been a wearing year. wearing down kind of year mentally and you know that's that's the best way i can put it that's how i feel about it you know i just hope you guys are doing everything you can to take positives from it that's what i'm trying to do throughout this entire process and hopefully you know this is a podcast that that helps you you know escape from that a little bit Uh, and if it does it it means a lot because that's what we we try to do on a week-to-week basis so Again, hope you guys are doing as well as you can. We hope you have enjoyed your New Year's Eve. And I don't know the result of the Knicks-Raptors game. Hopefully it's a positive result for the Knicks. And obviously hoping for better and brighter things for you and your family in 2021. Now let's dive into the business end of the show here. We'll we'll get to the NBA stuff as far as a broader landscape later on in the show. We got to talk some Knicks here because I got to say, There's been a lot of positives from the first four games of the season, I have to say. Now, to be fair, I I did not watch a lot of the Cavs game. I, I watched maybe a couple of quarters. I was in the middle of work. I had it on in the background. So I didn't get a ton of time to dissect that game. We'll get to that in a second. The the Pacer game was actually going on while I was recording last week's show. It was the only time I had a chance to do it. So again, I had the game on in the background, and I, and I think I remember listening <laughs> listening back to this to last week's show. And the Knicks were still in the game when I signed off. They were still <laughs> they were still hanging around in that game, and then it 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 really got out of hand late in the third quarter. Basically, as soon as I, I stopped recording and started editing the podcast. Uh, everything went to to hell uh, for the Knicks in the game, and I, I I think they ended up getting outscored by I, I want to say nineteen in the second half, something like that. After they played pretty well, especially in the second quarter on opening night, but the Pacers went out and you know kind of finished the Knicks off in the fourth quarter. And you know, despite you know some good performances from I, I thought you know R.J. Barrett was pretty strong i mean the thing with the thing with rj Barrett that i'm looking for this year is efficiency i really want to see him have games like this where he's 11 for 15 with 26 points and again you know a lot of you guys dissect the plus minus you know five assists five eight rebounds you know only one turnover by the way as well for rj barrett i I thought he was fantastic on opening night, I think the the other performance that stood out had to be Alec Burks. I mean, only twelve shots, he gets twenty two points. I know nine, uh, sorry, eight of nine from the free throw line, but he's he made a very nice impact off the bench. Saw a little bit of good stuff from Emmanuel quickly as well. In twelve minutes, he scored five points, had an assist, a steal, and a rebound, and made all of his free throws. Some good stuff there. I, I you know a little bit of a glimpse of what he can do in the regular season. You know, we saw a very inefficient game from Julius Randle. I know he was an assist and a rebound shy of a triple-double, but he had 5 turnovers and he fouled out. I oh, sorry, almost fouled out with 5 fouls. So, and he shot 15 attempts to get to 17 points. So, you take the go with the bad with Julius Randle. You know, and 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 also, you know, Reggie Bullock did what Reggie Bullock does. He he made a couple made made a few threes. That was about it. We saw 9 points from Obi Toppin and had a couple of blocks was inefficient from the field but showed you some signs that he could do something uh didn't see a whole lot from you know frank nilakina nerlands noel didn't play a ton either um and kevin knox was was pretty underwhelming made a couple of shots a few rebounds and turned the ball over a couple times i think he got a couple of steals as well but really the overall the, the overall story of that game was the third quarter the end of the third quarter and it kind of got away from the Knicks after that. Sabonis and Oladipo kind of finished the Knicks off in the third, and then, you know, carried that over into the fourth. The Philly game was a little bit more straightforward. I I thought the Knicks really fell apart in the third quarter. That was really the only quarter I thought the Knicks struggled in the game, and they lost by 20 points. So it it was just one really bad quarter, seriously, that kind of stemmed the tide in the game the knicks hung on hung around in the first half were down by five at the break and then just couldn't find any footing in the third quarter and the sixers kind of took it from there you know better game from julius Randle. i thought in the second game of the season i thought he was more efficient you know a little bit more aggressive as well kind of had to be in this game alec burks off the bench again with 22 points this is a guy that can fill it up and give you some good performances this is one of the this this game in particular the philly game was one of the worst performances i think i've ever seen college or the pros uh, from rj barrett he really was poor from the field didn't make a three and six attempts two of 15 overall from the field really bad performance from him and, and I'm sure he'll be the first one to tell you tack on top of that four turnovers in the game as well did have four assists did have six rebounds but I I, I remember turning the game off for a little bit not, not you know changing the channel in the middle of the third quarter and I was going to check on the game a little bit later came back and, and the first thing I'm hearing is you know how bad RJ barrett shot selection has been and he's just not knocking anything down it was a tough night for him, no question about that. But for the Knicks as a whole, I mean, listen, we 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 could boil it down really to one quarter. I mean, they really played Philly tough for most of the game, but that third quarter, everything changed. I mean, the Knicks just did not, you know, keep the momentum going. I know, I know Philly leaves with a five-point lead at halftime, but the Knicks were still very much in that game, and they come out and they were just flat in the third defensively something that's going to happen at times in the early stages under Tom Thibodeau. This is a team that's got to get used to defending at a high level, and they just weren't that team for a lot of the third quarter, and it, and it cost them big time. They were outscored by 12 in the third, and the, and the Sixers held on from there to win by 20 points. So And, and that obviously holding on, not the right terminology there, but they finished the game off, and they get the victory. The Knicks were 0-2, so I'm I'm going into the Bucks game thinking, all right, 0 and three, it's going to be a really poor start for the Knicks, and things kind of flipped the the script, kind of changed, and for the Knicks, it was one quarter that went their way that changed everything. The Knicks kind of, you know, in, in a very high scoring game, to be fair kind of controlled the tempo in the first quarter but then they just ripped milwaukee apart in the second quarter and outscored the bucks 31 to 18 and i'm I'm, uh, I'm thinking at halftime all right can you know what's the third quarter gonna look like this is a big quarter for the early portion of the next season can they finish this off because i'm still thinking you know you're looking at how the game is going and you know what the bucks have at their disposal you know, and, and you know, former Nick Bobby Portis had a decent night with 17 points and Giannis had 27, Chris Middleton had 22. You're still thinking, you know, this is going to be a tough night. The, the, the Bucks could come back and win this game. But it just didn't happen and the Knicks had a solid second half. They outscored the Bucks in the second half and they won 130 to 110. The biggest kudos of the night has got to go to alfred payton who had 27 points plus 15 on the plus minus seven assists and only missed four shots in 16 attempts from the field knocked down three of his three from downtown and the bench showed up to 18 points from alec burks who's been a revelation so far 12 from frank nilakina who knocked down four three pointers where the heck has that been and then kevin knox chipped in a solid performance off the bench as well with seven four and two assists with a steal and a block and was plus 17 from sorry plus 17 on the floor on top of that you know we finally saw better performance out of mitchell robinson i thought and rj barrett had his had a solid night uh, despite being slightly inefficient 17 points four sorry four assists i believe and eight rebounds so again not making threes so that's a bit of a you know he's he made, he missed 10 threes in a row over that two game stretch that's a bit of a concern however still got the job done from the field and the knicks pick up as impressive of a win as i can remember i mean it, it's been a while since i looked through a box score and looked back at highlights after watching a nick game and felt wow this team is impressive this was an impressive performance from the new york knicks and i think it it raised a couple of eyebrows around the nba i know that the bucks are early in their season we'll get to some of the you know notable surprises of the first four or five games it's so early so you can't put a ton of stock in this however this was impressive this was a very impressive performance by the new york knicks no question about it i can't remember the last time that i i left looking back at a nick game feeling as good as i did after that game it's been a while it's been a while they beat arguably the best team in the east by 20 points and earned every minute of that victory all the celebrations they they got they deserved. That was a really impressive performance from the New York Knicks. So now you're probably thinking like I'm thinking. Well, what is, what's the next game gonna look like? It's a it's a winnable game. You're playing Cleveland, who hadn't lost a game yet this season. Surprisingly, we're three and zero going into this game. Knicks were trying to get back to five hundred, and the Knicks. I have to say won this game in the first quarter. I mean, they dominated Cleveland and outscored them 29 to 15 in the first quarter and already carrying the momentum over from the last game, which was so crucial. So crucial. It really was against a team that you know, had gained some confidence. And listen, you know, didn't have Alec Burks who's been a great presence off the bench for the first 3 games. He had a left ankle sprain didn't play. But the Knicks starters stepped up. Almost all five starters were in double figures. Nine points from Mitchell Robinson was the the outlier there. But Randall had 28, efficient from the field, had a triple double, 11 assists, 12 rebounds. Did have nine turnovers, mind you. So he almost had a quadruple double in the bad sense. But Reggie Bullock's game, I thought, was crucial. Five threes, 17 points, seven rebounds, and had a block i read that yesterday i forgot even when he had the block to be honest with you i didn't watch a ton of the game because of work but goodness me doing it all and then alfred payton almost has a triple double 14 8 and 7 assists and again despite a poor shooting night rj barrett gives you a decent performance with 12 7 and brings in a couple of assists and steals as well so it's been a little jekyll and hyde from rj barrett but the big key is this the knicks are defending they're doing well on the defensive end of the floor that's been the key to this good start yes the offense has been coming from a lot of different places it hasn't been as consistent as maybe some would would like it's gonna grow it's gonna get better the defense under tom Thibodeau is already getting better this was a cleveland team again it's a four game sample mind you but this was a cleveland team that beat charlotte and scored 121 points beat detroit in double overtime scored 128 and crushed philly scoring 118 and the knicks held the Cavs at home to 86 points that is a nice little feather in Tom Thibodeau's cap early on in this season. That's a really nice win to back up a really impressive performance at the Garden against the Bucks. That's already that's a nice two-game rebound after a tough start to the season, where the Knicks, to be fair, didn't play terribly in either of those two games, but the one it was the one quarter in the first two that that cost them the game right we talked about it in the opener the third quarter specifically the end of it in particular leading into a bad fourth quarter, or mediocre fourth quarter and you lose you lose the opportunity to win that game the philly game you were tight for most of it and then just got absolutely walloped in the third and it cost you the game i'm sorry walloped in the second quarter doesn't you don't rebound in the third cost you the game against Cleveland they were the ones that were initiating it in the first quarter you build a lead you hold on to it at halftime and the Knicks managed the second half I thought superbly they held Cleveland to under 20 points in two of the four quarters I mean that's going to give you a, a lot of chances to win games in the NBA when you do that holy smokes really good performances from the Knicks over the last couple of games defensively again night and day under Tom Thibodeau it really is communication is is already on its way guys are making the proper switches they're they're staying in their shape nobody's trying to you know gamble too much there's a trust there's a trust in the coach there's a trust in this idea this style and tom thibodeau's marks are all over those two wins all over them all over them and the knicks are off to a decent start i I have to say i know it's four games gonna be five when you listen to this on new year's day but i gotta tell you the knicks are off to a decent start i did not know if i was going to be saying that i really didn't i was not sure where this Knicks team was going to be after the first week of the season could have been a number of different things here could have been looking at a number of different uh, uh, you know <laughs> number of different options for that but the Knicks rebound after playing a couple of playoff teams holding their own but not being able to finish the job and, and you know having a poor quarter in each game to beating arguably the best team in the east by 20 and then beating a team that's hot in the early season in cleveland on their court and holding them to 86 points so the knicks are going to play again tonight they're playing the winless raptors we'll get to more on that in the second half of the show but i'm i'm excited to see what the knicks do later on tonight you guys will know you guys will be able to you know see what happens going into 2021 how the knicks do i don't know the result yet of the game i'm recording it before the toronto game so i'll be talking about it next week with you guys so i'm looking forward to that when 2021 become when by the time we do the next show you're not you're not it's almost you know you're not allowed to say happy new year anymore i might give i might give more of a grace period this year because everyone just needs 2021 to come but it's you know next time we see next time we talk to each other when this show is over goodness gracious we're gonna be deep into 2021 but i'm excited let me know what you guys think about the Knicks early start for me it, it's one, it's a common denominator tom thibodeau's defense i mean that's but that's been the difference in the two wins the knicks don't get those two wins last year they don't under miller or fizz no way tom thibodeau it's a different animal man it's a different animal under tom thibodeau the defense dictates the game and I've, i've talked to a number of coaches that that preach this college and in the pros defense dictating the offense is the best way to play the game when you've got the personnel available if you can defend and it dictates your offense you're a dangerous team you're dangerous and the Knicks have shown that they've got it in them. They've got it in them under Tom Thibodeau. We'll take a break here. When we come back, storylines around the NBA through four or five games that are a little surprising. So far, it's early, but we'll talk about it. Coming up next on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Second half of the show, we're talking NBA now, broadening the horizon a little bit here. The reason I did was just because I was looking at the standings, right? And there were a couple of things that definitely popped out at me. I know it's early, trust me, it's very early, right? Couple of things that definitely, definitely popped out at me early in the season. I want to dive into some of them because again it's early but there are trends that can develop early in the season there are now again some teams haven't played a lot of good teams yet some teams have played a really tough schedule in the early going you know what i mean i was looking at the west yesterday and i was looking at some of the schedules that these teams have played and and i remember people ripping on twitter a couple of different teams and i'm thinking all right look who they've played in the early season they've had a tough schedule in the early going dallas who's one and three they've played the lakers and the clippers and the suns i know they lost to the hornets but that's it that's not a that's not an easy four game stretch out of the gates denver has played the clippers And the kings twice the kings could be a playoff team this year folks these are some good teams the west is no joke people so it's it's early i remember even looking at at the rockets the rockets who again already had some COVID issues so far but they've got two games in the books they've lost to two playoff teams they lost by a deuce to portland on the road and they just got beat by a good Nuggets team who needed a win on the road. So it's early. You know, everyone that's saying, well, I told you so about the Rockets. It's two games for Houston because of COVID. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes a little bit, people. Now the positives, some of the positives in the West so far, when you look at, at some of the ways some certain teams have been playing at the moment good start for the kings Mention that the suns have been playing well and outscoring teams by 11 points per game so far which has been pretty impressive in the early going they've had a really nice start to the season beating the mavs the kings and the pelicans by a whopping 25 points so hey suns are good man phoenix is going to be good this year i said this last week phoenix is no joke this year phoenix could do some things in the west and again they're still trying to incorporate chris paul into that system i'm telling you this could be a really good year for phoenix basketball i was looking at at the highlights of their game and the influence that chris paul has i know we only had nine points and nine assists in the win over portland i'm sorry the win over over new orleans but with what's around them with with, with who's available on this team off the bench dario Saric, cameron payne cameron johnson deandre ayton's doing his thing mikhail bridges is a solid nba player and jay crowder some people were thinking jay crowder what are you doing leaving a good team in the east to go to the west right that's what i was thinking initially you look at what he had what was around him last season the team he could have been on again he was on a team that made it to the finals with miami and he goes to a phoenix team that's got a chance to make some noise in the west they're off to a great start and i have to say the first five games for me the the player that's looked the best in the nba there's really not much debate in my opinion i think when you look at the first five games who stood out the most i think for me it's easily paul george paul george has been a man on a mission in the first four games of this season you know he took it personally blowing that 3-1 lead against denver last season a lot of people put it on him a lot of people put it on him and he's looked fantastic in the first five games he really has and to be fair the one game he didn't look good in dallas crushed la so every other game and he, and he still had, you know, a, a relatively okay performance in that game. He didn't play as much as he would normally play. He still had a decent performance. Every other game, he's just been, being I mean, fantastic. Really has been. And now Kawhi is starting to pick it up as well. So the Clippers are starting to already look like the Clippers. So it's, it's exciting in the West right now. There's a lot of storylines. We're seeing the early stages of this season play out you know, it's been, it's been a little bit of an up and down start for the Lakers. They lose to the Clippers on opening night. They kind of, you know, they lost by seven. It was probably more than that. Should have been more than that. Clippers were the better team on the night. But other than that, you know, they got three wins over the Mavs, the Timberwolves and the Spurs. They, they lost a tight game to the Blazers. I I still feel like it's almost like last year a little bit with the Lakers. I feel like it's going to be a slow start. You know, this could probably cost them the one seed in the West, you know, a a slow start like this. I, I could see them, you know, being slow out of the gates. And then like around, you know, late January, they go on a crazy run and they're, you know, second or third in the West, if not already there. And then they'll round into playoff form by, you know, beginning of, you know, mid Early to mid-February, they're going to be ready for the playoffs. More than ready, I would think, at that point. So we'll see. You know, it's it's one of those things. But good stuff in the West already to talk about. Seriously. There's some good storylines. In the East, I mean, for me, that the first thing that jumped out at me, 0-3 Toronto Raptors. That was the very first thing that jumped off the page at me. Seriously. When, when you look at the east right now very surprising that the raptors have not gotten off the board yet they play the knicks tonight you know it's a, it's a it's a to be honest with you it's a big opportunity for the knicks to go three and two here seriously this this is a big game potentially in the early stages for the knicks if you can beat toronto on new year's eve you guys will know the result by the time you listen to the podcast it's a big deal for the knicks it really could be a nice boost early in the season a team that's not playing well right now has not finished games well against the pelicans the spurs and the sixers it's a big chance for the knicks to get above 500 early in the season beat a team while they're down kind of mentality and then the knicks are right in the race in the division early in the season you you plant your flag down early with brooklyn at three and two boston at three and two and philly at three and one this could be a nice game to say hey you know we're we can keep up for a bit here so i'm excited to see what the knicks do tonight it, it's a it feels like a big game to me and i know it's early but it's a big opportunity for the knicks the raptors need it desperately that's the thing can the knicks face a desperate team and get a result? Can they get a win? We'll see. It's a it's a big game. Seems like everyone's sort of come back down to earth a little bit on Brooklyn. That was fun for a second there. You know they they they, they kind of you know plunged through the first two games, beating up on the Warriors, beating up on the Celtics, which turned some heads. And then that Hornets lost, then kind of brought everything back down to earth. And then they lost to a Grizzlies team. They they really shouldn't be losing to and then won won an absolute shootout against the Hawks, so this is going to be what it's going to be, I think, for Brooklyn this year, very up and down at times, they'll go on a couple of good runs, I think, where they're very good, and everyone will be hyping them up, and, and, you know, Durant and Irving, it's working, and then they'll be brought down to earth again, because this is not a great defensive team, it's a good defensive team, but not a great defensive team, and they're going to get beat, they're gonna get beat on nights where they don't defend well i mean that's that's the bottom line with brooklyn they're not they're not good enough defensively to win a ton of games they're going to be a playoff team but they're not a top four team because of their defense i mean that's the bottom line i know it's atlanta but 141 points holy smokes atlanta's looking pretty good so far speaking of them won their first three dropped their last game a team that really needed that hot start was philly and again i mentioned it earlier cleveland the only team they've lost to is the knicks and they're off to a good start and then as far as the positive things go there's only one unbeaten team left in the nba and unless you've looked at the standings there's no way in hell you know who it is it's the orlando magic who are 4-0 and now here's the deal they've played some pretty mediocre teams besides the win over miami on opening night they win a tight game over miami who's you know again jimmy butler's been a little banged up early in the season the heat are gonna be fine the heat are going to be fine but after that, the, the Magic beat a, you know a, a Washington team that's still kind of trying to figure things out right now. By the way, the Wizards are 0-4. It's a little bit of a surprise of that. But they're still trying to figure things out with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. They're going to be fine. Then they beat an OKC team who's not very good. Could be one of the worst teams in the West this season. But 4-0 is 4-0 in the NBA the Orlando Magic the last unbeaten team in the NBA did not expect to say that this early in the season again it's very early they play the Sixers by the way in a couple hours here on New Year's Eve you guys will know the result curious to see how they play in that game they're at home could they kind of plant a flag down against a Philly team that's off to a pretty good start this season that is another interesting New Year's Eve tip to keep an eye on so far but i'll say this one thing i will say as we as we start to wrap the show up here the southeast's the southeast standings oof, that division is pretty damn good this year you look at miami the defending eastern conference champs a reloaded atlanta hawks team with trey young charlotte who could be young and up and coming westbrook and beale with the wizards and then the 4-0, normally playoff-bound these days, although they don't go very far. Orlando Magic, who are 4-0, rolling right now. Very, inch. all five teams are pretty darn good on paper. And I think they're all going to be in the mix for the playoffs this year, specifically when you look at Orlando, Miami, Atlanta, and potentially if it works out with Westbrook, the Wizards as well in Washington. The Wiz Kids could be hanging around for a playoff spot so this is i mean that division in particular very interesting in the early stages of this nba season a couple other storylines worth mentioning at the early onset of the season yeah you know, the bucks are you know again up and down at the start a loss to the knicks by 20 you know is not going to be looked at great at the moment they did just lose to miami as well after by the way scoring an nba record 29 three-point makes in a win over miami in a 144 97 win over the heat they followed that up by losing to the heat by 11 on the road they play on new year's day uh later on after you listen to the show against the bulls so they their game on opening night against the celtics was a nail biter but they came out on the wrong side of it you know the bucks are another team similar to the lakers that are probably going to get off to a bit of a slow start i'm not saying they're going to be under 500 for very long here but i I could see it taking milwaukee a little bit of time i think the biggest the biggest thing that hurt the bucks was that break during covid and then going into the bubble the way it went down they were not the same team they were before the shutdown they were the team that was probably hurt the most by the bubble they just they were it was night and day in the worst way for the bucks they were not nearly as good defensively they were in they were inconsistent on the offensive end and they didn't close games nearly as well as they did during the regular season not saying again we don't know what would have happened you know the bucks team this is a bucks team that's not exactly proven themselves in the playoffs so they, they would have still needed it after a magical regular season to, to put their money where their mouths are in the playoffs, but they kind of lost that, you know, that mojo they had going. They're still kind of trying to find it right now. And now they've had to shake up the roster. So not a ton, but again, it's not going to be easy for the bucks you know we i wondered a buddy of mine was texting me the other day and we were saying you know i wonder when the bucks are ever going to hit that stride again can they get back to being that good again yeah i don't know that's probably the biggest question mark of this regular season in the east can the bucks be anywhere nearly as good as they were before the nba lockdown it's a very intriguing question for me we've seen again you see signs of it when they make a crap ton of threes an nba record 29 threes against the heat but then they follow it up with with you know a performance against the heat that was lackluster at times and they also have lost to the knicks by 20 i mean again as as much as as nick fans are, are happy with the start so far losing to the knicks by 20 is a blemish right now it still is despite the, the the improvements we've seen over the last couple of games so the bucks are you know again everyone's going to be thinking you know all right when when are we going to see that team that went on that crazy run couldn't lose at home and and almost couldn't help but win at times when there were fans in the seats last year last season can we see that same bucks team again this season i i don't know it's it's a big storyline, I feel like. It's arguably, again, said this earlier, it's arguably the most important storyline in the entire East. Because if the Bucs aren't there, it's wide open. It really is. Kind of like we saw last year. The Bucs get knocked out and the rest of it was up for grabs. I mean, it could have been anybody after that that went to the NBA Finals and it ended up being a team that many thought were a year or two away in the Miami Heat. That went to the finals and took the Lakers to six games, despite having a depleted roster through injuries. So there's a lot to discuss as far as the Bucks are concerned in the early going. Pacers are doing their thing; they're quietly three and one. No one's talking about them again because again, it's Oladipo doing his thing, Sabonis having strong games in the early going, but no one's talking about them again and. We'll see how they fit in this Eastern Conference. We don't know yet with them how they're going to look. And then I'll give I'll give one more shout out. I think honestly, the biggest surprise to the first four games in the East is probably how good Cleveland's been. And that's by the way, without Kevin Love, Kevin Love's out for a while now with an injury. Cavs look fine at times. They really do. And I'm not doing I'm not saying that to to hype up the Knicks win. They beat some good teams, man. Cavs again, it's early, but hey, if you're a Cleveland fan right now, the Browns are in the playoffs, right? Cavs looking okay. You're you're a Lindor signing away from being a pretty decent in decent shape as a Cleveland sports fan right now. But again, it's early, early in the season. Can't get too far ahead of ourselves especially in the in the west I mentioned this earlier so much can still happen with a number of teams in the west by the way good and bad right the warriors are two and two that's probably not going to last too long you know similar by the way similar start to the Knicks. lost the first two rebounded and won the next two but to be fair you know golden state hasn't played you know sorry I shouldn't say hasn't played hasn't beat anybody that good they've been blown out by the nets blown out by the bucks and they beat a bulls team that's pretty mediocre if not bad and they beat arguably the worst team in the east in the detroit pistons so golden state is not going to be that good this year but they've rebounded and and they're two and two and as always i'll leave i'll leave you on this the pacific standings pacific division is, is going to be very interesting this year. The Lakers and the Clippers are there. They're going to reign supreme. But Phoenix, who I think is going to be very good, is hanging around. And a young, up-and-coming Sacramento Kings team could make things interesting as well in this division. And then there's Golden State, who, God, if Clay Thompson was healthy... This would be be by far the best division in NBA basketball. Imagine if you had a healthy Klay Thompson on this Warriors team. This would be by far the most competitive division in the NBA. You'd have four teams that would likely be playoff teams, and then a, a, a Sacramento Kings team that's right on the precipice. That's pretty darn impressive. But... Not to be again, Cope Clay is better in twenty twenty one. But for right now it's still I mean that division, especially when you throw especially when you throw Phoenix into that mix with Chris Paul being added to that roster. Games in the West are gonna be really fun this year when you've added Phoenix into the mix as a playoff contender. Especially in the Pacific, when you look at this division, Phoenix being good makes that division very compelling. All right, that's where I'm going to leave you guys this week. Guys, first of all, I'll leave you with two two thoughts here. Thanks to everyone that listened during the Christmas show. I, I, I wanted to apologize because I, I didn't want to post on Christmas. I didn't want to put the last show up on Christmas Day, but there was really no other options. Like there was no other way to kind of go around it. It made sense in the end to do it. And there was no drop in the listenership from week to week. I was so happy about that. The fact that you guys spent some of your Christmas with me uh, meant a lot, and I and I hope that you guys enjoyed it. The fact that you are gonna, you know, hopefully do it again, knock on wood here for New Year's Day. I mean, it, it means a lot, and and it's been one of the one of my favorite parts in in all different facets of my career so far. When people listen to my work during the holidays, I mean, it's really really. Humbling. It's really, really cool, and I really hope you guys are are you know enjoying it. You know, if you needed to use it as a distraction, I, I totally understand. I really hope that you're doing that. That, and I hope it helps. You know, I hope it. I hope it helps. Hope it you know gets your mind going a little bit. You know about the Knicks, about the NBA. And as always, let me know what you guys think about what's going on right now with with teams in the NBA. What do you think about the Knicks? We'll know more after the Raptors game. Uh, You guys will know the result when the podcast goes out. Um, And I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the Knicks and the rest of the league in the early stages of the season. And finally, here's to a better year in 2021. Hope you guys had got, you know, despite a very difficult year, got the most out of 2020 that you could and, you know, take that positive energy and make 2021 a heck of a lot better than 2020. 2020. Guys, enjoy New Year's Eve, enjoy New Year's Day, enjoy the rest of the holiday season, enjoy the NBA basketball, enjoy the Knicks basketball, and I will see you guys next time in 2021 on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast, on the Posting and Toasting podcast network. Happy New Year, everybody.